Hello, welcome to this Tuesday afternoon episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So, yeah, I did not think we were going to have a trade to talk about on today's episode. I was honestly kind of struggling of what to talk about going into today since I got all the the big college free agent signing and then we went around the horn with the playoffs. But, yes, the Penguins did make a big trade earlier this morning with the Kasperi Kapanen trade and a whole bunch else. We're going to get in, into it right now. Uh, my overall thoughts on it, um, just a really bad trade. I, I don't know what Jim Rutherford is thinking. And uh, let's just let's go at this in parts. You know, we'll go at this in parts. Let's start with Kasperi Kapanen. I think Kapanen is a good player. I know the underlying numbers are not kind to him in three, I think, with three of his last four seasons. I know he was very above average in 2018-19, where I think he was a 20-goal scorer last season. I think he had 13 goals for Toronto before the pause hit. And the Leafs were looking to deal him because they were looking to shed salary cap space. But I do think Kapanen is better than what some people are saying, better than what some of the underlying numbers are saying about him. But... You just you cannot trade that number 15th overall pick and one of your toss prospects in Philip Hollander for him. That's just awful asset management. And I mean, like, what does it really address? It just puts another wing onto this team. I mean, I guess we all know now that Connor Sherry is going to walk. Are they gonna put Kasperi Captain next to Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel? I guess. I mean, if you look at Jim Rutherford's statement, they think that he can come in and play top six minutes. I think you're asking for failure there. If you think he can play top six minutes, he's just not the kind of player you need to be playing on your top line. I know he had a 20-goal season, but the chances of him repeating that, even on a Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel line, I just don't think it's that high. And the thing is, you know, I don't mind going after a player like Kasperi Kapanen. Obviously, you needed to make changes. You needed to get some forwards out. But Paying that kind of price to get him just makes no sense at all. And then it really just makes the Dominic Cahoon trade look really, really poor too. Because Cahoon, I think he had 12 goals this season overall, even after going to Buffalo. And now Connor Sherry, he's going to walk. So you basically traded Dominic Cahoon for nothing. And now you're getting someone in Kasperi Kapanen who had one more goal than Dominic Cahoon. And he actually brought back two players. Oh, and by the way, you sent Evan Rodriguez to Toronto for reasons that I have no idea why. Um, We're going to get to that in a second. But it's just, it's a very, very weird trade. And, you know, I I kind of echo what Adam Gretz said, who is just an outstanding writer, does stuff for Pennsburg and um, NHL and NBC. You know, he basically says, I don't have a problem with adding a player like Kappen, but this just seems like a very weird trade and a lot to give up for a guy that doesn't address your biggest need. It looked like at a time David Pagnotta tweeted out that he was hearing that Jack Johns was going the other way. That sent Penguins Twitter up in a frenzy because that would have been peak Jim Rutherford with the way he was basically talking up Jack Johnson so much and then was potentially going to include him in this deal. That did not happen. The tweet was deleted, I think, just a couple minutes later. Pagnotta actually said that he jumped the gun a little too early with it but still like adam said this trade does just it just getting captain does nothing to address your biggest need you have to get jack johnson off this team yes you're going to trade a goaltender we talked about that yesterday on this podcast yes you're probably going to trade nick bukestad but also guys this adds salary to the penguins the evan rodriguez was not really making much against the salary cap i know he was going to be an rfa going into next season but like I said, this just adds salary. So, like, who are you going to move now? Obviously, like I said, we know a goalie. You're going to have to move Nick Bukestad. And are you going to have to move Patrick Hornquist now? We were talking about that with Josh Yowie last week. Makes over $5 million against the cap. He's getting older. I know he was rejuvenated last season. But can you justify him making, what, $5.3 million per for the next three to four seasons? I don't know if you can, especially if you want to shed salary like the Penguins' ownership 
has said they wanted to to Rod Rossi and Josh Yoey of the Athletic, and so just it's just very very odd. And you know, there, there's things that you trade the number fifteenth overall pick for. You know, a top six winger, a bona fide top six winger, not someone like Kasperi Kapanen who is a third liner on most contending teams. You also could trade it for a top four defenseman, someone that can come in and help right now. Well, you all know Jack Johnson is just not getting the job done on the bottom pairing. In a perfect world, you can honestly send Marcus Pedersen down to the bottom pairing and maybe have a top four defenseman come in and play with John Marino. That would be in a perfect world, but of course, there's a salary cap and the Penguins are looking to shed salary, so that's just not going to happen. I mean, I would absolutely love it if it did, but it's just not going to happen. Those are the kind of players that you give up the number 15th overall pick for and a top prospect. Not someone like Kisberry Captain, who just is really not going to move the needle that much, even though I don't think he's like a bad player. I think he's better than some of his underlying numbers have said that he is. But it's just like, I mean, you could have gotten Kasperi Kapanen for so much less. You didn't need to attach your first round pick, which was, oh yeah, a top 15 pick. You haven't had a top 15 pick in, what, eight years since they selected Derek Pouliot up in 2012? And you're going to attach that to get a player like Kasperi Kapanen and Philip Hollander, who was one of the organization's top forward prospects, one of their top prospects Overall, it's just, it's bad asset management. And we've been seeing this time and time again from Jim Rutherford the past three years. I know he had the two Stanley Cup runs where he was just making great move after great move after great move. 2017-18, you know, I kind of gave him a pass. You know, the team was gassed that season, even though the Ryan Reeves trade happened. The Derek Broussard trade I thought was fine. But, you know, ever since then, it's just been mostly a tire fire for him. And we're going to get into Jim Rutherford a lot in the next segment here and why it might be honestly time for him to just walk out and just resign but it's just it's not looking pretty for him right now and I know like I did say on my Twitter I really wish they didn't deal this first round pick I know some people are going to come after me about that saying well you know they traded a lot of first round picks in the past who really gives a shit Hunter you know they're they're trying to get Sidney Crosby and Kenny Malkin another Stanley Cup just to cash in on their window and yeah I get that Trust me, I usually don't give a shit when they trade their first round picks. I'm not one of those people that is like, oh yeah, the future. But, you know, when you have a top 15 pick and you could potentially get a player in a very deep draft that could be really, really good, especially as Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin are getting older, I just feel like you have to do it. And I just, I really wish they wouldn't have traded this pick. And now they're not going to have a first round pick in next year's draft because they have to send that one to Minnesota. So unless they can recoup a first round pick in the draft back for... Who knows, Matt Murray or Tristan Jari or somehow Nick Bukestad or Patrick Hornquist, who knows at this point, they're not going to have a first round pick until 2022. So, you know, that's just great asset management there again from Jim Rutherford. He truly just just does not get it. And where do I think Kaplan will play in the lineup? I was touching on this a little bit earlier in the episode. I, I got to think they're going to try him on Crosby's line. Yeah, that's really the only way that I think they're going to justify this trade. Remember, Jim Rutherford said, yeah, we see him as a top six winger. We drafted him even though we do traded him. So we know what his ceiling is. It's just going to be that typical Rutherford BS. So yeah, I got to think, guys, it's going to go Gensel, Crosby, Kapanen. I would just wouldn't, I would put money on that, honestly, especially as it looks like Connor Sherry is going to walk, I think, at this point. Especially after trading for Kapanen, I would be pretty surprised if um, Sherry came back. And then the second line is going to be Zucker, Malkin, Russ. They're just going to carry that line over from the playoffs, which I thought was a pretty good line, even though Evgeny Malkin just seemed to be lost in the playoffs. I think, of course, he was dealing with that elbow injury. So, yeah, those are most of my thoughts on the trade. I'm going to dive into Evan Rodriguez a little bit more in the next segment. And also in the next segment, we're going to dive into Jim Rutherford and how this is just a very, very bad trend for him. 
But now I think it's as good a time as ever to talk about rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. You can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. You can write locked on in their how did you hear about us box if they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. And before we get to the next segment, we can also talk about Roman. We all know talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like I lost my vojo or we avoid it altogether with the excuses like I had a long day at work. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and online care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. You can go to getroman.com slash NHL today. If approved, you, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's getroman.com slash LockedOnNHL. One more time, getroman.com slash LockedOnNHL. Okay, so for this segment, guys, let's just talk about Jim Rutherford. And, you know, I touched on it earlier on in this episode as well. I'm going to sound like a broken record saying that all the time. But, you know, 2015, 16, 2016, 17, he was rock solid. Top GM in hockey, I think, making shrewd moves, just absolutely outstanding moves. 2017, 18, like I said, gave him a pass. You know what? Team was gassed. I know they had the Ryan Reeves trade. Then they had the Derek Broussard trade and Matt Hunwick and Antti Niemi. You know what? I gave him a pass for that year. You know what? Whatever. But, you know, right after that, the Jack Johnson signing. You know, we, we all know how bad of a tire fire that's been. They got Alex Galchenyuk in the Phil Kessel trade. He was just absolutely awful. Tanner Pearson, that ended up working out really bad, and now Tanner Pearson's killing it with Vancouver in their top six. For some reason, he wanted to go out and get Eric Goodbranson to be tougher to play against, and oh yeah, he shipped back Jamie Oleksiak basically in the process because he lost a fight to Tom Wilson, and Jamie Oleksiak has been really, really, really good since going back to Dallas. I think he's been playing in their top four. You had that first round pick for Ryan Reeves. I know we already talked about that. I kind of gave him a free pass. You know, the Riley Sheehan thing. He was just not that good. Dominic Cahoon for Oli Mata, that was fine at the time. But then when you trade Dominic Cahoon away and get Connor Sherry back and Evan Rodriguez, and now they're not even on three of them are not even there anymore. So that one is just looking really, really bad right now, especially with Sherry going to walk in Rodriguez. Let's just get in Evan Rodriguez right now. They really didn't like get to have a long, good look at him, and he really only played a, a few games during the season before the season was paused, and I honestly thought Rodriguez looked pretty good. I thought he had a nice shot. I think he scored in that game against the Devils, the final game they won before the pause. thought he was quick. He could get to Pox. He was good in his defensive zone. He was an RFA going into this season. I thought he was definitely going to be re-signed, so it just seems really, 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 really weird that they decided to give up on him that quick. They just didn't get to have like a long look at him that I think he'd that definitely needed. And then, you know, you have the Derek Grant trade. I mean, that that was just absolutely awful too. And it's just like, it's just this trend now that every one of these trades almost has just been absolutely awful in the signings. And it's just, Jim, man, like this is, these are the kind of moves that get you fired. You know, I, I said this last week with Jack Johnson with his negligence about that. And now this as well. This is the kind of stuff over a couple year span that gets you fired, especially if they team if the team is not good next season and they're just like hovering around 
the eighth or ninth spot in the East. I, I don't think that's going to be the case considering Sidney Crosby is still playing at a high level. I think Evgeny Malkin is going to bounce back again next season, especially after he played very, very poorly in the playoffs. They still have Chris Letang and Brian Dumoulin. They'll still have Tristan Jari, I think, assuming they don't trade him, which I'm not really sure. I trust Jim Rutherford to not trade him at this point, especially because his trades lately have just been bad. But it's just, he has no, Jim Rutherford just has no direction at this point. He's actively closing the Penguins window with these kind of moves by dealing a first round pick in Philip Hollander just to get Kasperi Kapanen back, who's just a middle bottom six winger. And now they're going to put him on the top line. And just like I said, the Jamie Alexiak trade, the Eric Goodbranson trade, the Tanner Pearson for Carl Haglund trade, getting Alex Galchenyuk back for Phil Kessel. You could have gotten a lot more back for Phil Kessel, Riley Shane, Derek Broussard. And honestly, I would make that Broussard trade 10 times out of 10 again. I mean, I don't think anyone saw how just how bad Broussard was going to be. Derek Grant. I mean, now the Cahoon trade just looks awful. It's just, it's a, it's really, really bad right now for Jim Rutherford. And it just, you know, I'm just very, very scared of what else is going to happen this offseason. I just, I, I, I don't, I don't trust him. I don't think anyone can trust him at this point. And I know you're going to hear from like some of the people in the media saying, oh yeah, the guy brought you two Stanley Cubs. How could you criticize him? Those people are shills, people. You know, it's just PR talk. Don't bother to those people. It's just, it's not worth it, guys. Just ignore them, block them. I'm not going to name names on this podcast. You know, there's a couple out there that are just really, really bad. And they just, you know, they talk up the talk from the Penguins PR and they just want to just rile people up and think Jim Rutherford is the king of the world or something like that. I have no idea. But yeah, it's just a very bad trend right now, I think, for GMJR. I think, I, I will say though, I mean, at least they didn't do like, you know, the, the tough to play nonsense or anything like that. They went out and got a player in Kapanen who is fast and skilled. But still, you know, w- w- even with that, it's still a pretty shitty trade just because of the asset management and just giving up way too much to get him. And, you know, it's just that that's just been the theme of Jim Rutherford's trades. And th- th- I saw the perfect tweet right when this trade was coming out. And it comes from Eric from Penguin's Twitter, Emanity. Basically, it's these, this is most of GMJR trades over this tenure. Will this player help? Yes, probably. But for that cost, that's a yikes. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard more of a true statement for basically all of Jim Rutherford's trades. Well, maybe about 90 to 95% of them over his tenure. Yeah. Will this player help? Yeah, probably. He's a good, fast, skilled winger, can play in your bottom six. You don't want to really put him on your top line, but they're going to do that just to try to justify the trade. But for that tr- cost... Nope, that's not what I would do, that's for sure. That's just the perfect analogy, I think, for a lot of Jim Rutherford's trades. And now, guys, I'm honestly just waiting for Jim after this trade because, of course, I'm just just losing confidence in him day by day now to trade Brian Russ for, like, Max Domi or something because Mario loves Ty Domi and there's just so much um, family history there so that they're going to try to go get Max Domi to try to get his game back on track, in quotation marks, of course, and then send out Brian Russ, who was going to be a 30-goal scorer this past season. Hell, he was honestly on pace for over 40 goals when the season paused. So, yeah, can't wait for that trade, guys. And, again, he just, Jim just does not understand, I really just don't think he gets that there's so many more bigger needs on this team right now and just bigger gaps than just going out and getting a player like Kasperi Kapanen. Yes, we all know they were going to make changes going into this offseason. That was a given, especially with the way they bowed out against Montreal. They looked lifeless in that game four, but you have a train wreck of a third pairing that needs to be addressed. Justin Schultz is going to walk. Jack Johnson still needs out. You need to go address that and just 
this trade just does not do a lot for my confidence in the rest of the offseason. And yeah, it's it's definitely freaking scary. But, you know, here's hoping that Jim Rutherford somehow wakes up from his slumber and just actually starts making some semi-adequate moves this offseason, you know, like getting something back for Matt Murray or getting rid of the black hole that, as Jack Johnson, Patrick Hornquist could probably get you a bunch in return as well. Because, I mean, they are going to have to dump salary, especially if that report from Josh Yowie and Rob Rossi was true. Because, I mean, they added salary here, so, I mean, who, who's on their way out? So that that's just also... One of my biggest questions. I don't really care who else in that trade was given up. I mean, David Warsawski is just, that's a name. He, he's been in this organization twice. I know the team is getting Pontus Auberg back in the trade. I think he made Ole Mata look really, really bad in that 2017 Stanley Cup final um, against Nashville. I think it was in game one. I, I'd have to remember which um, game it was, but he made Mata look really bad in game one or game two of it. So I'm curious to see where he fits in the lineup. He's just going to be a bottom six winger, or he's just going to be scratched every night, or he'll be uh, moved in a trade for whoever at this point. But yeah, Jim Rutherford, man, it's just, this is the kind of stuff that gets you fired. It's, it's almost time, I think, for him to go. You know, this is just not very good. I understand that they're trying to make a big run over these next couple of years to get Crosby Malkin that fourth Stanley Cup, which would tie Gretzky and Messier for four. And we all know how bad they're going to be after they retire. But, you know, you got to have a plan for the future at some point. And by just giving up the 15th pick and one of your top prospects to get a winger, such as Kasperi Captain, I'll just say it again, bad asset management. Jim Rutherford has lost. He's been doing this bad asset management shit for the last three years now. It's just been not very good at all. And it's almost just as if he's just winging it in his deals. Yeah, I'm going to do this. And then the next trade comes up. Yeah, I'll just do that. I'm going to wing it. I'll do that. And then another trade comes up. Yeah, I'm just going to wing that one too, see how it plays out. And it's just like, he just, it doesn't seem like he really thinks about these decisions before he goes into it. It's just, it's not looking good right now. But I think that's basically all I have to say about Jim Rutherford. I don't really think there's anything else um, needed to be said about that. And now I think it's a good time to talk about some food. Well, Kind of, well, DoorDash. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now right to your door. Ordering is super, super easy. You can open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. The deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate safely. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off your first order, and that's zero delivery fees as well when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, folks, that's code LOCKEDONNHL with DoorDash. All right, so we're back here on this episode of Locked on Penguins. We're just going to go a couple more minutes now, um, and then we're just going to wrap it up. I think I've said most of what I wanted to say on this episode about the trade. And, you know, just going into next season, there is a lot to like about this Penguins team. I mean, the, the, the top six is going to be loaded again, even, I guess, if they do put Kapanen out there. You know, they're going to probably have McCann back. I honestly, in the back of my mind during this trade, I'm like, I wonder if they are sending McCann to Toronto in this trade. And I don't think... A lot of people would have hated that. I mean, obviously, it would have been better than trading the first round pick in Philip Hollander. But I just, I wouldn't have done it because I think McCann, of course, should be back at the, for the third line center next year with better line mates. Um, you're going to need to find new line mates for him. The fourth line, we already know that Zach Gaston, Reese, Teddy Bluger, Brandon Tanev. You have a rock solid top four. And you, you just, you still need to answer the biggest questions. What are you going to do with the third pairing? What are you going to do for your bottom six? And what salary are you going to dump? Because I've said, I'll say it again on this episode, 
Josh Yowie and Rob Rossi said that they want to dump some more salaries so that they have some more room during the season. So what contracts are going to be moved out? You have a lot of options right there that I have said already. There could be some other names out there that they could move or just players that I guess they could bring in to offset some of the salary that they could be dumping. But yeah, one more time, guys, I'm I'm nervous. I think I'm sure a lot of you guys are nervous. We do have one question for this podcast. It comes from King Clarky. What realistic deal can JR make this summer to recoup some of this lost faith after that abomination? I mean, honestly, Clarky, they're going to have to maybe trade Murray and try to get a first-round pick back in return for him. I don't think that's going to happen, though, unless you find a team maybe like Calgary or something like that or a New Jersey, a Chicago that is willing to give up their first-round pick for a goaltender like Matt Murray just because he has two Stanley Cups on his resume. You never know. GMs love getting a Stanley Cup-caliber goaltender who's done it before, who has been really, really good in a couple runs, even though he's just been pretty average since then. So it could happen. I think that would settle a lot of people down if he could get that first-round pick back. Um, is it going to happen? Probably not. You know, Or they maybe they could get a first-round pick back for Patrick Hornquist. Will that happen? Probably not. I don't think they're going to get a first-round pick back for either of those two players. But, you know, he's going to have to come up with something. They just gained salary. They need to dump a lot more salary, <clears throat> like Jack Johnson. And, yeah, so I'm just I'm very, very curious to see what else he has up his sleeve while also being very, very nervous. Please do not trade for Max Domi and give up someone like Brian frickin' Russ in the process. There is no reason to have Max Domi on this team. He's not a fast, skilled player. He's just he's the kind of that player that is just tough to play against. I really think Max Domi is one of the more overrated players in hockey. But, you know, with Mario Lemieux and Ty Domi being best friends, I could totally see Jim Rutherford doing that. But, no, let me know what you guys think is going to happen this offseason after this move. Tweet me at Hunter Hodes. Tweet the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode as I broke down the trade and offered my thoughts on it. Um, we're going to have a special guest on the podcast, I think, tomorrow to talk about this trade and break it down for you guys in even more depth than I did. So stay tuned for that. Um, hope you all have a great day. Try not to fight with each other too much on Twitter.com about Jim Rutherford in this trade. You know, just go outside in your deck and have a glass of wine or just have an alcoholic beverage. That's probably honestly what I'm going to do after this. So like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. I always appreciate you all tuning into this podcast, listening to me rant about this team and why Jim Rutherford just needs to just not be here potentially anymore. So like I said, thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you all tomorrow.